So they're the jokes that it's because we have speaking in it's because we have no audience. We don't know like because Matt and I are sitting here side by side staring at a blank TV screen <laughs> and that is our audience right now. And we so should draw we, a little bit. We should <laughs> let's should. carve your TV apart like a turkey. I'm gonna put some people. I'm gonna put a, a put people, audience on yeah, the screen. Audience I'm applauding put, on the screen. <laughs> then we'll know we're All doing right, let's good. See, yeah, let's see if that makes us feel better. I am honestly realizing a major flaw to our comedy podcast. <laughs> we and have is that no we audience. Have, we have no live reaction to anything, so we don't know if it's good or not until it's too late and it's been published. <laughs> Those are all the local people. audience claps for you. That's what. Oh wow. They're all dressed so nice. <laughs> it's a black tie event, our podcast. Matt's in a t-shirt and jeans wearing socks. I'm sockless wearing and, gym shorts. And, a, and sleeveless. Sleeveless shirt with a hoodie over the top. in Seattle right now. I am wearing red and green, though. Did you even notice? Yeah, now we got an audience. <laughs> uh, they love us. <laughs> Welcome to the This Is Nothing podcast. If Wikipedia is a garden, we out here pulling weeds. My name is your horny little train boy, Toot Toot Matt Rossi. And uh, it's me, Scoutmaster Nate. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to uh, play, uh, to chop up a butter, to butterfly knife. <laughs> chop up a butterfly. <laughs> I'm going to teach, I'm going to turn you all into serial killers in just yep. a matter of hours here. You're, you'll be the, um, yeah. I'm going to train you to become human dragonflies. That's yeah. The sound of the audience. Yeah, that's the sound of... Are those wreaths hung up? This is Christmas, this isn't it? This is a Christmas... Their exit signs. But yes, no, this is a Christmas... <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is a Christmas episode. This is another Christmas episode. All week, all, all month is Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Look, we wanted to theme... We wanted to theme them all towards the holidays. So just today, I decided on light... Christmas lights, the Plural? beautiful choice. Or just l- of, I mean, lights, lights. God's light. God's light, which is what we're actually celebrating. All you haters, all you sinners, all you sickos out there Every that forgot about is a church. our good man JC out there doing his his work for us, and we're out here being sacrilegious with our Christmas lights. Uh, they're to they're to emblem uh, emblematically represent the uh, allure of God. The As in we are his sheep. The, he uh, is our God. Yeah, the Christmas lights are. Uh, We're here to tradition. talk to you about the light of God on this episode. <laughs> We're jumping into God's arms in a different way today. Yep. Not dying. No. Hopefully. From, but, but I mean, they say seeing the light, approaching the light, coming into the light, birthing the light. They, you know, they say all this kind of stuff. 
blinded Impreg- by the light, impregnated by the light, taken off like a douche, and <laughs> <laughs> um, taken off like a douche, <laughs> taken off like a douche in a morning night. Is that what they say in that song? I don't have a clue. <laughs> Pretty sure it's taking uh, off like a douche in the middle of the night. Blinded by the light. All right, now no, we gotta find no, no, no. the lyrics. No, we put that energy now into we the world. Find and we're keeping the it. lyrics. Now we gotta find. Well, no, here's the thing because I have heard this a lot. Manford uh, Man's Earth Band, of course. Revved up like a deuce. <laughs> Which one makes less sense? <laughs> Let's read a couple. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a deuce. Another runner in the night. That's drugs, isn't uh, it? Yeah, for sure it is. Mad band drummers, bummers. Indians in the summer with the teenage diplomat. The in f- the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his head. <laughs> with a boulder on my shoulder, yep. feeling kind of older, I trip the merry-go-round. With this very unpleasing, sneezing and wheezing, the Cali Calio the crashed. catalytic converter. <laughs> uh, but she was blinded by the light, okay, revved up like a deuce. Another runner in the night. That's heroin. Um, with some silicone sickness? sister with oh, yeah. a manager, Mister, told me I got what it takes. takes. What do you think that fucking means? Some silicone sister, so some fake looking mamacita. Some Fake some fake titty goth lady. <laughs> My big titty goth girlfriend <laughs> told me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you on, son, into something strong. Play the song with the funky break. And go-kart Mozart was <laughs> checking out the weather chart to see if it was safe outside. This song is about being high and That's having fun. ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being, li- being high on some drugs that are real bad. These words, man. In a carnival. And, and you know what a carnival is? A house of light. <laughs> One last line and then we will get okay. to the point. And little early pearly came by in his curly whirly and asked me if I needed a ride. Okay. Yeah. That's a helicopter, I think. What the fuck is this song about? It's about drugs for sure. Blinded by the light of... <laughs> The Lord and Savior heroin. This song is about my love for Jesus and his curly whirly car that he is going to drive back to save us all from reality someday. Remember um, that was a flaming lip song, Jesus shooting heroin, but we're not talking about oh anything right now. Didn't he also do my little plastic Jesus? Or was that uh, some dashboard Jesus? I don't know now. That he got from, uh, I swear that, that uh, what's his name from, uh, Wayne Cohen from Flang, Flaming Lips got a bobblehead from um jack white oh yeah he did write a song about that yeah and he and he had the little uh bobblehead plastic jesus and wrote a song about it that's That's the nice gift that he got during the holidays for sure that's friendship yep giving gifts and the holidays the light of friendship and jesus's light and what he has done for us he's Um, hanging on our tree (laughs) from our tree Um, all right. Well, I wanted to clue you in a little bit with just just the basis of this one. Um, okay. So before before we had Christmas lights, the in the Germanic, like, I guess the Germans they made their way into Pennsylvania 
and that was uh, that was when we started seeing Christmas trees uh, in okay. Pennsylvania and North Carolina. But originally, before we did Christmas lights in our Christmas trees, we used to light candles <laughs> and we would hang them from the boughs of the tree. Okay, which they said they would only do for about thirty minutes every year. But even then, they had to watch them closely with a bucket yeah. of water. Many tragedies. Well, they said that there were so many fires that the insurance companies stopped paying out for house fires in the month of December because it was so common. So, like, here's my question. Was it worth it? Yeah. Totally it was. Yeah. Emblematic. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 uh, um, you're, instead of being, like, a little candle emblem of God's light, it's your whole house. Yeah. It's, you, you, you finally made your house beautiful again. You can stand out in the yard and look at the beauty. Of yeah, that was like that was what the Grinch was about. Was the Grinch set everyone's houses on fire and locked and they, the door from the outside? Yeah, yep. and they, yep. and they all go. How do you lock the door from the outside? I don't know. You put a chair under the door Google handle or something. Just different, you know. Yeah, they had those. Those super silly Dr. Seuss locks that were outside. It was a gas. <laughs> so was the house. as It yeah, was full of gasoline was... from the... The Grinch could have been such a different story. Yeah. The, the Grinch was based on a true story. You know that, right? He he did soft goof and spoofery, and it could have been more like terrorism. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Seuss died in a house fire where he stole, he stole everything the family owned. And then the family came outside and they said, well, at least we have each other. And then he's like, no, you don't, bitch. And he killed that poor family. When do you think indoor plants were invented? Uh, I actually think indoor plants were one of the first things to happen. I think <laughs> houses kind of didn't have floors and indoor plants just kind of existed okay. a little bit more naturally. Well, I mean, like, I'm just imagining that. This tree definitely wasn't watered in the Germanic tradition. It was just a dry, brittle uh, cinder cone that was waiting for the l hot lick of fire. Yeah, back then, water wasn't invented yet. So water they... indoors? No, you had to go outside <laughs> yeah. for that. For real. That's probably true. There's I mean, yeah, you'd have to of... go to the well, and yeah. everyone's like, I'm not going to the well for this fucking tree. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, back then, though, what they would do is they would just cut a hole in the floor and then they'd grow the tree starting in January mm. and hope they would have a Christmas tree by December. And yeah, and then they would shit there for fertilizer. Do you think anybody keeps a permanent indoor Christmas tree like that where they just grow a pine tree in the house? That'd be sick. I think that'd be dope. I. You would have to cut a hole in the roof eventually, too, though. My grandfather did that. What a saint. He actually did. He uh, uh, built a house on an island in American Lake in Washington and uh, built a room. He built a room around a living tree and cut a hole in the ceiling for it. So uh -huh. It was, was kind of like a mud room. It was, it was an indoor-outdoor. Was it a pine tree? It, I mean, the tree was like at least 20 feet tall. Like, okay, so it was, it was some, sort of, some sort of evergreen tree. So inside the house was mostly trunk. The audience loves that, by the way. Yeah. They love that trunk. I sneezed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm that's sorry. what they're, they're all putting their hands up to, to shield the their sneeze. faces from your sneeze. Um, all right. One last thing I wanted to tell you about the Christmas lights. So they were invented by a guy named Albert Sedeka, 
um, who created uh, he created the lights at. So according to the legend, in 1917, at the age of 15, after a fire in New York City started by candles suspended in a tree, Sudeikis adapted the novelty lighting that his parents sold for use in Christmas trees. So this man is kind of the Batman of Christmas tree lights. (laughs) And he's he's like a firefighter. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. uh, No, I basically mean that he's like, this fire killed my house and I'm never going to let it happen to anybody ever again. And then he created Christmas lights with some sort of cool light based superhero. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Who shoots Christmas lights out of his wrists instead of spider webs. Also, can you imagine just like, committing a crime and then you see just an insane amount of red and green and blue and yellow light just like coming down an alleyway and you're like yeah it's him we got we gotta go it's him with the curly whirly or whatever (laughs) well as you've surely found out by this point we are a wikipedia based podcast and we bring you only the best fringe topics that wikipedia has to offer and today we're talking about lights lights um, we're talking about lights. We're talking about Christmas lights. We're talking about the whole damn thing. This yeah. is this is our light episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep it light, Nate. Uh, do you want to start us out today? Sure. I'll keep it light with a couple of science. Um, yeah, a couple of science. The I learned that it takes point one three seconds for a beam of light to travel all the way around the globe. Okay, yeah. That's cool, huh? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like the, the stars, they're so far away. And we used to, we would see them be like, wow, that's beautiful. And my dad would be like, that died thousands of years ago. I'm a ghost as well. I'm, <laughs> I am a beam of light from space. <laughs> and my image is about to be extinguished in the next 200 years. I don't exist. All of this is pre-recorded. Shut oh the my fuck God. up. Go to bed. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have a nice start to your Monday, assholes. Like this is. That's my dad. That's my dad. The the star illusion. Pretty beautiful. Captain Marvel. I bring that up because I wanted to. I wanted to find out how fast lightning travels. Because my topic is lightning strikes. Oh boy. So, uh, the speed of light is six hundred and seventy million miles an hour. So fast. Yeah, Albert Einstein loved that shit. He loved that good, fast light. And uh, a lightning strike travels at a comparatively gentle 270,000 miles per hour. So no <laughs> no problem there. Lightning strike occurs when an electric discharge between the atmosphere and the ground uh, happens. Yes. Fuck that. It, there's up- <laughs> yeah, I'm like... This is, is our. This is Nate's class now, teacher Nate. Teacher Nate, a uh, single lightning event is a flash complex. Mister Anderson, multi-stage <laughs> process. I could never be a teacher, but I eventually. Yeah, he's Matrix, not allowed to be that close to kids. Matrix uh, references will eventually disappear from our planet, like the <laughs> light from the dead star. Uh, nah, uh, kids are into the Y two K shit. It's coming back. Okay. Everybody wants to look like Neo now. You know this the the bright coursing light, the primary connecting channel, is only about one inch in di- diameter. But because of its extreme brilliance, it looks much larger. But it's just a little tube of light. 
tubalite. <laughs> that was a joke I was going to make. It comes very small. It's the world's smallest tuba. And All right. you blow as hard as you can into it. <laughs> it makes a small, low noise. <laughs> tuba light. It's cute as fuck. Cuba little, yeah. Cuba little lighting junior. <laughs> My God. Okay, obviously, obviously, we're talking specifically about people struck by lightning. Thank God. I was like, if this is what we do, there was so much science. It was so boring, Nate. It's not. <laughs> Fuck off. So there's a couple of headings here that I want to bring up. Thank God. People are finally getting hurt. <laughs> it's only been a few minutes. Yes. Somebody needs to suffer. Somebody needs to be sacrificed on this here podcast. They will. Uh, so we have uh, impact of vegetation. They make trees explode. They also shatter rocks. Uh, How often does a they, tree explode from lightning? Did it say? Because don't you feel like every time you go hiking? Frequently. Well, you know when we go hiking and we look at a tree and the tree's like kind of fucked up and we're like, I don't know how the fuck this could have happened. Like there's one burned tree and then the other ones aren't. Because like I feel like every time I go on a hike, I see that, and I'm like, how fucking common could this be? Uh, if the tree is young, they explode. <laughs> the young ones explode bigger. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, lightning struck trees are why the giant sequoias exist in California. That's pretty cool. Because they're ancestrally... Um, have been have a living lineage longer than man's control of fire in North America. Wow. That's just something I knew. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he slaps a fucking framed diploma on the wall. <laughs> uh, he, he takes his hat from graduation, takes the tassel, slides it to the other side. <laughs> That's just a little thing I knew. <laughs> Anyways, back to computer. Yeah. Uh, one of the headers is a man we talked about. This one I brought up earlier because we talked about him before. Is the most lightning struck human. <laughs> yeah. It's Roy, Roy Sullivan, a park ranger who got struck, survived eight different lightning strikes. And is still working for some reason. He refuses to retire. He said the next one might be the one that turns me into a superhero. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in 2020, the longest lightning bolt ever recorded uh, occurred and over Texas and Mississippi for nearly 500 miles. Oh, my. F oh, my God. <laughs> That's uh, I Matt. Mm, yes. What do you think it feels like to be <laughs> struck by lightning? Well, I've been electrocuted before, mm -hmm. and so it just kind of feels like when you lay, you know how when you lay face first in a massage chair, and yeah, it's kind of that, but it's going as fast as a car is <laughs> instead. It's going like 120 miles an hour. 270,000 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my God. Getting struck by a car going to... Stuff. You're just atomized. <laughs> Nothing stops. Car, You're just done. Yeah, the car. It's the fine. car 
Well, the car has to be disintegrating at the same time. There's just heat. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just imagine it's really hot. It's probably hotter than being electrocuted. But, yeah, your body just shakes. Like, you just – it feels like uh... – all right, one time I put uh, my dog's shock collar on and tried to run out of, out of the, and I was immediately grounded by it. Yep. Um, but it it's that's an electricity joke. It's like if you took a vibrator made of metal and put it between your teeth. That's kind of what it feels like. Ugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, here's some description. Why from- do I have so much knowledge about what being electrocuted feels like? Well, let's con- let's see. I uh, I have an article I opened from. Uh, Florida Today, which is oh. lightning strike victims tell how it feels to have been struck by lightning. Florida Today, one of the coolest publications ever. You want a cool newspaper that smokes weed and does one, math with you? One uh, person said, like a horse hit you in the back. <laughs> This man said, uh, it felt like someone punched me all the way down my spine. <laughs> Punching somebody in their spine is so stupid. Down, yeah. <laughs> Next thing I knew, my uh, hand was, my hair was standing up. Uh, that happens. Taste of copper. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that. And uh, yeah, Roy Sullivan here getting struck by lightning, uh, who... He was called the Spark Ranger, <laughs> <laughs> nicknamed the Lightning Conductor of Virginia. I here's the thing: I don't care what it feels like to get struck by lightning. I want to know what it feels like to get struck by lightning for the third time, <laughs> because you gotta be going yeah, sc- seriously, screaming at God. <laughs> uh, he has a scar that seared down his right leg and upper body. His toenails were blown off. <laughs> He lost his hearing and his hair was burned. <laughs> oh my god. Why did they curse this poor man? He was here to help the park. Yeah. Uh, it felt like somebody came up with a board and hit me on top of the head into the earth, said the Cleveland Indians pitcher Ray Caldwell, who was struck by lightning during a game in nineteen nineteen. Oh <laughs> Somebody used a strike. <laughs> the God, lightning strike. God used me like a nail. Lightning strike hammer. one. God. It hit Three. me all right. It felt like a horse. Uh, it almost like getting the wind knocked out of you by a Mack truck, but inside out. <laughs> Jesus. What does inside out mean? Uh, what does it mean? Uh, what does inside out mean? Uh, dizziness, fatigue, memory problems, loud ringing. Oh, here's a whole thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. This is it here. And tell um, me if you have any of these symptoms, and we'll yeah. tell you if you've been struck by lightning. One minute I was walking along just fine, and the next I wasn't sure which way I was up or down, and I seemed to be spinning. I also recall <laughs> what seemed to be a period of time when all I could see was a white or gray color. <laughs> I feel like if you're hearing angels sing, you should probably be worried. Seemed to me as though I was flying. Then I saw a bright flash, at which point I suspect I landed on the dock. I could not move at all, but my eyes were open, and my head was tilted. I could not feel anything until the blood dripped across my eyes, and I could not close them. (laughs) Horror movie shit. I think, do you think, 
you and I could, uh, for the Super Bowl, launch a commercial that's like, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? You've you been- may have been struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sleeping and then awoke to find your vision covered in blood and seeing only visions of gray and white? He might have been struck by lightning. Says we're going to sue God, <laughs> and we're going to shoot the sun with enough bullets to take it out. It's not really a you thing. It's more of a me thing. That's, I've been trying to kill the sun for a long time. Yeah, there's uh, about 20 people each year die of lightning. Uh, and they're not in, Unprov- they're not in bed. <laughs> They're not. That's like lightning. Like that's, that's like me funny. imagining like lightning as the Grinch, like it sneaking in through your up window. On you. Oh God! Why have we referenced the Grinch so much? Golfing, grilling, riding a bike, gardening. These are the threats. Metal running. Stop touching the metal. And uh, yeah, they they uh, they happen. Uh, they 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 shoot upwards sometimes, and I don't remember where I read that, but Uh-oh. they do. Uh, lightning can get you anywhere. And uh, lightning struck a uh, fuel tank and caused an explosion. They do all kind. Of, lightning does cool stuff sometimes. Um, lightning, lightning, lightning. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for the send off, Nate. Back to the newsroom here. Um, sure. This is Matt coming in with a with a lightning special. Uh, this is light as a feather, stiff as a board. Okay. Um, do you know this game? Yeah, it's when you finger someone until they're floating. <laughs> Hey Nate, do you want me to keep that in the podcast? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, light as a feather, stiff as a board. So here's what I remember is like I never played this. I remember seeing this as like something you would do at summer camp in the seventies, like or like at a sleepover party. I always remember seeing it interpreted in like cartoons as like or like, you know, like after school shows. Um, about like girls at a sleepover play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Do okay. you know what I'm talking Witchcraft, about? Witchcraft, yeah. Well, they'd, they'd all chant. They'd go light as a feather, stiff as a board, and there'd be a girl lying flat on the ground, and, and they'd then they'd all put two fingers underneath the yeah. person, and they would lift them from either side, and it looked like it took very little effort to lift a whole entire person <laughs> off the ground, but they would just keep chanting light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And it was like this magical thing. Yeah. So tell that to the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Bring, tell them, <laughs> tell the trials, tell them to them the trials, though. Tell those trials. Um. All right. So the phrase has also become established in popular culture as a reference to a levitation trick and has been yep. referred to in various media accounts. In performing magic, this effect is known as abnormal lift. Uh, so here's the description. One participant lies flat on the floor facing up. The others space themselves around the person, each placing one or two fingers underneath the participant's limbs. The person closest to the head commonly begins by saying something like, she's looking ill, which is repeated what? several times. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by, she's looking worse, which is also repeated several times. Okay. The general direction of the call and repeat describes how the person is looking worse and worse, followed by saying, she is dying, and finally, she is dead. Okay, so it's an ascension ritual. <laughs> this is good. Can you imagine how traumatic it would be 
to be in a room to be full of fingered <laughs> circularly by your friends to death. Okay, God, you have to stop. Why? <laughs> being fingered, being <laughs> poked in the shoulders with two fingers. Okay, uh, very. You could probably of- die from being poked in the shoulder enough. That okay? That might be the worst way to die <laughs> for like four hundred years. <laughs> Poke to the shoulder oh until it God. reaches your heart. We can't be this sad and morbid. <laughs> okay. Variations of the spoken you're part of the game. You're the, 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 You're making your friend die. Think they died. The article is saying that. The article is saying that. Okay. Uh, variations of the spoken part of the game occur in a common modern version. The person being lifted is told a story about their death and asked to imagine it happening to them. Okay. See, again, I didn't know this was part of this game. I swore it was just like this like optical illusion thing where like all of a sudden this person's getting lifted by two fingers and it's magic. I didn't know that there was like, yeah, so uh, You're me no and longer. Tom, yeah. uh, we take you and cover your body in cement. You're still alive in there and we throw you in the ocean and nobody finds you. That's not at all what you're talking about. And it's like, Jesus. Well, I like the idea of like you levitate your friends by fingering and then you just give them a new name you're like sarah's dead you're janet now <laughs> we're your anyways parents. this is a traumatic game <laughs> okay because they said apparently they would do that uh to unsettle the participant and to convince them that something may have changed making it easier to lift the person than before so like you're saying their soul is leaving their body thus they are now lighter, and they're easier to lift. Hmm. Um, all versions of the game end with the phrase, light as a feather, stiff as a board, yeah. chanted by those standing around the dead player okay. as they attempt to lift their companion's body using only their fingertips. Uh, so that part, I got right. So that's good. I'm glad it, was, <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just, uh, this is a game made in the 1890s when somebody would die to help move their body to a grave. They okay. would all... Convince each other that the body was lighter. Um, I don't think the soul's the heaviest part of a body, though. It's definitely lighter, right? I know that scientists have done this thing where they have weighed a body before and after death and have said that there is like a little bit of weight that is alleviated after the person has died, like seconds after the person has died, That's which I think you is interesting. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just going, wow! There's just shit covering the wall <laughs> where they bent over and diarrhea against the wall. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the soul comes out of your ass or the or your mouth. I uh, I would say my soul. Why is your soul so far up your own ass? <laughs> There's another variation on the game where a person's in a chair. And it's it's the same deal. It's called the chairlift. Um, which one would you rather do? Do you have first off? Do you have enough faith in any group of four people to do this to you? It's a trust lift. <laughs> I mean, yeah, four people. Don't you need like eighteen? No, this is like four people. Oh, yeah, you have like you have like two on either side, and they just put their fingers under you, and then they lift you. I want. Not an open casket. I want this. <laughs> I want this, and I want as many as it takes with my heavy corpse 
<laughs> to lift me to the side of the volcano where I wish to be thrown. Yeah, you kind of want, and then we got to create that new religion based yep. around your soul coming out of the volcano because you wanted to rival Scientology. Yeah. Uh, and then you just, what, what were the rules of your religion again? Uh, there was like four of them. It was number one, behave nicely to each other. Number two, worship Volcano Nate. And number three was uh, learn sourdough recipes. And then there's one more. Uh, drink the blood of Nate, which is volcano. <laughs> which is lava. And every year, the five people we get to follow the religion then die. Yeah. And then... Five people read into it on the Wikipedia that we had posted about your religion and five years. I don't have a name for it yet. I'm really, it's, I mean, do you think anyone just came up with all that shit immediately? This gets workshopped and chiseled, you know? It's not just like, aha, I found a book. It has the, you're like, no, I've been thinking about this in my cave for fucking a long time. <laughs> yeah, you got to be alone I for a while this, before yeah. you come up with a volcano so, religion. Yeah. My disciple Matt and I were thrifting, and I found this old book that had my face on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's the scariest shit in the world. That would be the worst thing to... I have seen some terrible and Andy, shit. And the shopkeeper locks the door while we're in there. Oh, God. <laughs> That would be. I have found some. All terrible, the electronic oh, lights no. fade away and become oh, lanterns no. and candles. We're suddenly <laughs> two hundred years in the past. The walls turn from like you know white speckled walls to that of a dungeon, and then there's <laughs> bars, and we're immediate. Oh shit! No, the old priest got us, and he's like, "It's just what you've done for slandering God's name on your podcast." And, uh, and and it's then, actually me in the future who's kept us in there. So yeah, future wizard Nate yeah. created a space prison for us. That was a thrift store that had a picture of his own face on it. From this is a book I created as a trap. Why do I talk like that now? Me. Yeah, I because I didn't do proper dental surgery. <laughs> yeah. You neglected your teeth in the time that you were thirty-five. You yeah. were eating lots of sugar as a replacement for alcohol. I'm okay with that. There's a. Uh... <laughs> I've been sober for 15 years. <laughs> it's like. What, you cool. suck. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> Wait, you're 60? <laughs> yeah. I'm 50. Oh, no, I'm bad at math. <laughs> I. No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about now. <laughs> I'm just let. Sometimes I'll just let Matt go because I'm like, fucking. You're, you're, Ruby zoom zoom, take yeah. me to the moon. No, it's, it's, you're dribbling the basketball Bazinga. And, you're, and you're headed, you're just, you're dribbling the basketball on your way to the concession stand and you're just nowhere near the court. <laughs> There's nowhere near I'm the court. I'm just over here shopping for some fun snacks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Dunk the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try and dunk it from one of the stands and I fall on my face. Yeah, because you can't humanly jump that far so you just fall hundreds of feet. Alright, so do you want to know how this trick works? Lies a feather, stiff as a board. Lies a yeah. feather, stiff as a board. The key to the trick is timing. Each of the lifters must apply the lifting force at the same moment. When this is done, the weight of the subject is divided equally between each lifter requiring each person to contribute only 26 to 44 pounds of lift. Many hands make light work. That's right. The farmers knew of this long before us. <laughs> long before us city slickers. Most of these farm people can 
sheer huck a person the size of Tina over three square miles. <laughs> they get under there. They go, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And then they <laughs> they throw a woman three miles through the air. What if um, you're, I mean, your friends are like, you're dead. We're going to lift you. And you're like, I'm not going to. No. You know, you're like, no. Are <laughs> you just saying they go? Let's play the game, and you go no. Yeah. Well, yes, Nate. That's always an option. You well, can... It doesn't sound like it. it sounds more. <laughs> Get on the ground. We're gonna lift you up. We're. I thought this was. We're gonna watch a movie. No. <laughs> we're gonna pretend you're dead and call your parents. Yeah, we're gonna tell you how you die and then lift you off the ground. <laughs> uh, if the trick is performed without synchronizing the lift, it will fail. Yeah. Uh. So there's a lot of misdirection from the person explaining the trick, first asking the group to go ahead and try and lift to show that it cannot be done, then asking them to try again on the count of three where it succeeds. Um, we have to try this. Okay. We have to try this at some point. Uh, some people, it's just one-on-one. He's on one. just get your hands under me, and you're like, it's not working. Um so the history, the oldest uh, known account of levitation play comes from the diary of Samuel Pepsi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a British naval administrator. Uh, his accounts of levitation play comes from conversations with friends of his uh, who claim to have seen four little girls playing light as a feather, stiff as a board in Bordeaux, France. Uh, this is what they said about it. He saw four little girls, very young ones, all kneeling, each of them upon one knee, and one begun the first line, whispering in the ear of the next, and the second to the third, and the third to the fourth, and she to the first. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> they just describe how talking works? I think so. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's... Um, um, yeah, I'm reading through this. It's, it's light nothing. as a feather, it's just stiff as a doing... Bordeaux. Uh, but uh, he said the original phrase was... Here's a dead body, stiff as a stick, cold as marble, light as a spirit. Lift yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ, we got back to Christmas. We're back to Christmas. Sort of. I mean, this is <laughs> a nice Christmas exorcism. Yeah. So anyways, that's light as a feather, stiff as a board. A game created for Jesus. In a sense, I guess. Or I Sacrificing your friends to Jesus. Yeah, using magic giving, for Jesus. Giving Jesus your friend. <laughs> giving, giving. It's his birthday, for fuck's sakes. We don't deserve gifts. Offer your friends to Jesus this Christmas. One finger at a time. <laughs> you said two fingers at a time, didn't you? <laughs> two fingers at the same time. Yes, correct. Mm. All right, Nate, what else you got? What does it mean if a person is glowing? It what means if that we, Santa's near. What if we could measure your energy field? <laughs> I am bringing up the aura. Oh, yeah! Plants, trees, and even inanimate objects such as gemstones exhibit an aura. Yeah, this is like... There was a woman at one of the markets I was doing that was doing that thing where she takes a picture... And it shows your energy around your body. <laughs> That's fun. $45. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a couple of things here. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's not real. It, it's, 
it's the color emanation. Oh, this is what I wanted to bring up is because this this chart. Um, hold on a second. It's okay. The audience is loving it. Has the image of the audience helped with this podcast for you at all? No, maybe. I mean, really think about the perspective of this. <laughs> yeah, we are. I want you so all to close. imagine you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> We're all on the edge of the stage, too. Okay, so this is why I laughed and brought this up earlier. I have a couple of things open: Aura in parentheses, paranormal uh, claim. Uh, the human being aura is seen as a part of a hidden anatomy that reflects the state of being in the health of a client uh, comprised centers of the vital life force called chakras uh, such claims are not supported by science and are thus pseudoscience but people will be mad about that uh, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I looked this up uh, what, what if I literally typed in Google like what happens if a person's glowing and then uh <laughs> The Melbourne <laughs> Clinic uh, offered me this visual of human emanations, and that's a hell of a phrase. It's <laughs> gas discharge, discharge visualization diagnostics, Whoa. and apparently if you're really healthy, uh, you got good psychic energy potential and some shit. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, right. Some pseudoscience magic. Some of that real good shit. I thought it just meant maybe that you, you sat on a light bulb. Maybe you. I'm because a, I'm of the a, way it feels. Yeah, I'm a Christmas tree now. I'm a Christmas. Not yet. Get ready. Next episode, guys. You th- you may have forgot about it, but oh, it's ever present in our minds. Okay, it's like the like the people measuring, trying to find the reality of chakras and whatever, and lightness of of people. And this is like historically, it's like images of Jesus Christ uh, have. Hey, there's our guy again. Yeah, you, you know, there's like a glowing fucking. I almost said octagon. That's not correct. <laughs> There's a glowing shape around him, so it looks like he's an encompassed in an egg of light, and it's like that's just supposed an to support an octagonal egg of light <laughs> yeah. with help from his friend, the Easter Bunny. Yeah. It all makes sense. So I like the words and metaphors of like uh, of this, but the real there's not. It's the reality in the sense of like yes, someone could have a certain energy, but it's like okay. What what does it mean on on a question forum? What does it mean if someone is glowing? And uh, it means they're pregnant. It means you look very good. Maybe you came off a fabulous holiday, and are really and and are really relaxed. Have you visited Russia recently? <laughs> glowing is related <laughs> to our Chernobyl exposures. Yeah, yeah. Chernobyl. Uh, yeah, I had thought about that. I was like. Doesn't it? Isn't it like we see this in cartoons that you you are radio you're glowing when you're radioactive? Radioactive, radioactive. So your aura is unique, your own signature. <laughs> yeah. Guy guy comes off the plane from from Chernobyl. Friend goes, "Oh yeah, there's something different about you. Your aura is different. Your aura is radioactive. <laughs> I can see it." Yeah. Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Where's your skin, Don? <laughs> Opens his mouth and it's just a black hole. There's no tongue. Uh, this is from someone else on this article. Uh, funny, I was just told two weeks ago by a guy who works at Target. He approached me and said I was glowing and that most customers aren't. 
He gave me his phone number and has come over many times to listen to music and watch concerts on my TV. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Humans glow differently when they're treated this right. Person, this person has a wiki how about uh, what is relationship? Uh, if, if horses sweat, men perspire, and ladies glow, then right now I'm glowing like a motherfucking horse. <laughs> He's Dude, got that good Saturday horse glow. You are showing signs of extreme well-being. What is Yes, sure. You have a glow about you. I like that. You have you're dazzling. You have a glow. You're not Ooh, actually calling somebody dazzling is fun. Yeah. You are dazzling. You have a glow about you. It doesn't mean you actually are like fucking boosting out it means that he's photons photons aren't (laughs) shooting out of your pores like tiny flashlights it means that a 75 year old gave you a compliment (laughs) honey you're dazzling (laughs) yeah absolutely glowing you're gonna be a star (laughs) yeah uh as your agent i need you to sign these papers (laughs) one's for your liver (laughs) yeah i need that the other's for your mother So, yeah, and then they're they're like, they're glowing. I don't know. I don't know why it makes me so mad, and it's unfortunate. I I think auras are interesting. People have tried to take pictures of auras for a long time, like your friend at the booth, and uh, (laughs) my enemy. You mean? Yeah, forty five dollars. She was making more per photo than I was making per fucking jacket. So yeah, it's just these. They try to take pictures of people's glow around them, and it's just the lighting of where they are. But, you know, people have a glow about them in terms of, does their face look happy and or tired? You know, like, <laughs> your your aura is depleted. It's because I need sleep. <laughs> or it's like, your aura is bright. It's because that's because I'm on cocaine. <laughs> like, Could you imagine if certain drugs elicited a light coming oh, from sick. your body? So it's like, it's not the giant diamond above you like in The Sims. You're just glowing a fucking color. <laughs> It's a mood ring, but it's your flesh. <laughs> Tony, have you been doing cocaine? It's just it, it, I'm covering his skin like this. <laughs> it's just slightly yellow. Like, no, no, no. There's uh, some yeah. guy in the bathroom. I don't know. You got some on me. Uh, Michael, um, have you been doing acid? Because your face looks like the iTunes visualizer from 2006. <laughs> it would just look like you from that concert where uh, when we were at uh, Lose Your Mind Fest. Yeah. And there was that. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, what was That's that? kind like of a fun. projected image of like just you are like what you multicolored eat. lights. Yeah. So it's like I had an avocado this morning. I'm looking pretty green. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we would hate that though. I mean, yeah. like thinking about like our our body like visually showing what we've consumed or eaten or how we're feeling. Oh God. Yeah, I mean that's kind of true though. It's kind of like Canadian money. <laughs> How? We're currently American money. We're just boring, fleshy, pink, green, just like our money is green. Oh, okay. You know? And uh, Canadian money, it's all the colors. So it's beautiful. Okay. And we need to embrace, we need to be the Canadian There's money. There's more colors of in Canada. <laughs> I would I'd venture to say less, but that's that's okay. Oh. All right. Um, I got one very quick final thing, and then we're going to wrap up here. Um, where do you think the brightest light is? In the world is? In the world? Yes. The sun? <laughs> Wait, that's wrong. No, no. Let that stick. Made, 
Nate believes that the solar system is on the Earth. Um, no, where do you think the brightest light in the world is? Magma. Is it science? What place? Is it man-made? What? Yes. It's man-made. It's uh, yeah. The, keep the, asking me questions. Where the lightest, do- the brightest, lightest place in the world is a Flaming Lips concert. That's wrong. Wow, how the fuck did he get? Yeah, laser, no, that's- laser pointer. No, One. think about it. This would blind people. So where, where, where would that be? Nuclear explosion. No, you can ask me questions though. Let's narrow it down. Is so it you a said, nuclear is it man-made? explosion? It is. It is man-made. Is it a nuclear explosion? It is not. Is it a? Is it? Jerking off before you get married. Yes. Causing blindness. No. Uh, jerking off before you get married means that God's light uh, descends upon you and uh, he pushes you into hell. Pushes your eyes. If you your do skull. it once. Yeah. If, uh, you, if you touch yourself once. Volcanoes. Crack, uh, this Krakatoa. is man-made. Ma- man-made? Uh, a, a, sci- a laboratory of... Uh, with. Ask more questions. Is it uh, Beyonce? <laughs> she, yeah, people just falling to their knees. Ah! Yeah. My Corius! They've sealed! <laughs> <laughs> I paid so much for these tickets. Why? She makes an ass clap. But it... Yeah, they, they just give you a rope when you walk into a Beyonce concert, and they're like, what the fuck is it's this It's so you can they're find like, your way out. Follow yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, everyone's wearing fucking Ray Charles sunglasses. I, dude, I don't know. It's got to be a laboratory thing where they're like shooting photons no, here, in let me, Sweden. All right, let me give you... It's man-made. This is in the United States. Okay. It is in the Southwest. Oh, is this the building that the sunlight blinds people on? No, that was funny, though. Oh. It was a callback to uh, the building that I was talking about where the sun reflects off of the building and melts cars. Um, all right. I'll give it to you. This is the Luxor Sky Beam. Um, oh, fucking Vegas? <laughs> yeah, dude. Really? At 42.3 billion candela. So that's like the unit of luminosity intensity. That's so fun. It's like that's we go by we still measure we're still fucking cavemen. We still measure by horse and candles. <laughs> How many hands tall is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the strongest beam of light in the world using curved mirrors to collect the light from 39 xenon lamps and focus them into one intense narrow beam on a clear night it is visible up to 275 miles That's away awesome. by aircraft at cruising altitudes such as over Las Vegas. Or sorry, holy, over Los Angeles. Oh, my holy bad. shit. Isn't that wild? It's, you can see the light from Los Angeles. From the um, sky, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, you can see it from Los Angeles, Matt, then the Earth is flat, correct? Does it, like, blast birds out of the well, sky? <laughs> like, like birds fly into the beam I and just did. explode? My guess is that three trillion mobs a year just flock into that thing oh and just God. burn up on impact. It's just a moth destroyer. Yeah, it's the light has been turned off for a while. It's just exploding moths now. Holy shit, listen to this. Yes. Each of the 39 lamps is 7,000 watts. It costs about $1,200 per lamp. Not that expensive, honestly. Yeah. Until you think about it, at full power, the system costs $51 an hour to operate, with $20 per hour of that just for its 315,000 watts of electrical energy. Okay. The beam has operated reliably since it was first activated in 1993. So anybody, uh, if anybody yeah. wants to do that math, 
Go Are ahead. you as old as the brightest light on Earth? Go ahead and tell us how much money the Luxor has <laughs> wasted on this beam of light since 1993, and we'll send you something from our house. <laughs> Shoot it to us on Instagram. I will take down your address, and I will send you a gift from our home. Okay, I, I can do the math right now. Um, Nate, don't do the math. It's not fun when you do the math. 365 The lamp room is about 50. Equals okay. times 30. Uh, over half a million dollars. Okay. But that doesn't make sense. Give us the exact number and I will send you something from our home. Wh- okay. The lamp room is from about room. 50 feet below the top of the building and serviced by a staff of two workers during the day. What are their work titles? Are they lighthouse keepers? They're lamp lighters. Um, the room's temperature is about 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so <laughs> they're the just like volcanologists. Since 2008, only half the lamps have been lit at, as a cost and energy saving measure. Um, so there you go. That's the Luxor Sky Beam. That's the most powerful light of all time. For some reason, it's in Las Vegas doing crimes like killing moths and, and blinding birds and yeah. bringing more people in from Los Angeles. I feel like it was like saw an airplane's wing in half. Is that true? <laughs> you would have to go up and down. <laughs> you fly through it and you're just cut in half. Like, well, Nate, I don't know about you, but I'm revved up like a deuce right now. So okay. I think it's time to uh, end the podcast. But first, we got to pick something to throw onto the list. Um, Nate, any what are, what are your thoughts on this one? Because we have lightning strike. We have the Luxor in Las Vegas. The uh, the Luxor Skybeam. Personally, I think it's an enormous waste of yeah. energy. It's kind of bullshit. Las Vegas shouldn't exist, it, especially it's cons- it has the it has the strongest light in the world and no water. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I could. I mean that lies a feather stiff as a board. Lightning strikes and auras and or I a little part of me is like I fucking hate the aura the chakra shit, the thing Reiki fucking I mean there's like I there's ideas of that I like I like the con I hate the Western fucking white lady version of this that's what I mean yeah you that's know? what I'm th- yeah. yeah the white dreads version all right <laughs> look since since there's versions of that that are problematic and not I will say the Luxor Skybeam has to be. It's the most cut and dry. It's just a waste of goddamn resources like everything else out there. Just for people that are just drunk and and lost their house at a deal of Texas Hold'em, look up and go, wow. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that was the Luxor Skybeam. That was for light. Not, we've been there together. I don't even remember seeing that. We didn't look up once. <laughs> we were we didn't we're looking look at up all the porn single... on the ground. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen so many titties on the ground before. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Next week, we will be back with our very holiday episode. We don't really know what we're doing. Yeah, yet, it'll, be it'll be kind of free for. I don't know. We we I think we're gonna do like a night episode. We're gonna have a couple of drinks to celebrate, and we'll bring you. We're gonna suck some candy canes into little weapons and stab <laughs> each other to death. We're gonna try light as a feather, stiff as a board, with some people that we find on the street. Um, but before that, Nate, uh, anything to plug? This no. will be nothing. No. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll also know. have an episode for that one coming out the day. So our episodes are coming out the day after Christmas and then the day after New Year's. So celebrate with yeah. us. 
Okay. <laughs> this yeah, year, well, we have on yeah. the This Is Nothing podcast. Yeah, we have, we're going to talk about some rituals, and then we're going to talk about how the show's going to change in the new year, but just stay tuned for that. Yeah, we got some fun stuff planned. Um, you guys, have got any any fun funny money, uh, send it to our buddy Elias with Dogged Line Design Supply. We have loved our logo for a long time. And uh, he makes a lot of really cool art. So go look up Dogged Line Design Supply. And uh, thanks to Elias for that. Um, otherwise, yeah, I got this is the end of my market season. By the time this comes out, I'll have done my very last market. So I would just say um, fuck shopping on Amazon, fuck uh, Best Buy, and all these big box stores. Please just go to your local marketplace and buy something from a person that's going to take your money and turn it into gifts for their family or airfare for them and their family to see each other this holiday. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to do some calendar and then we're going to. It's your turn to do calendar, stupid. Ow. <laughs> Bad gardeners are rough around the edges. Hedges. <laughs> Shit. Uh, my ceiling isn't the best, but it's up there. These None of them had punchlines yet. <laughs> I searched on eBay for something to light my candles with. Um, I was I out. Bit. I was out. I was out. Snuffed. They were snuffed. I, I was snuffed. My my. I yeah. I searched on eBay for something to light my candles with. I. I iTunes. I for I <laughs> I lighter high. Li- it said no matches found. Okay. That's <laughs> oh pretty good. God. Oh, God. The machine at the coin factory just suddenly stopped working. It it made no oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> One more. Yeah. We should really keep score on this, too. I don't know. Next year. New calendar. Uh, wh- uh, why did the monk refuse Novocaine when he had his tooth pulled? Because it was tooth hurty and he wanted to embrace the holiday. <laughs> Uh, cause he want he said I'll have I want I'm one with nothing. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> this is the last one. He wanted to transcend dental medication. Oh my god! Put that in the hall of fame. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. That was from October 26. We got.